When the word of God calls us to stand securely and fearlessly, it's calling us to an active life. Welcome to the Bethany Lutheran Sermon Podcast for the week of November 28th, 2021. It's the first Sunday in Advent, and today, Pastor Mark Siegert shares an Advent message with us. Text for today is in the show notes. This message was recorded live at Bethany. Well, as Pastor Seth said, it is the New Year, so Happy New Year. This is the first Sunday in the traditional calendar that the Christians use, and so it is Advent, and it is our New Year celebration. But before we think about how we live as Advent people, I want to consider for a few minutes some of the other New Year celebrations that happen to be occurring uh, roughly around this time of year. On February 1st, our friends from the East are going to celebrate Lunar New Year. And that particular celebration, I don't know if you've ever observed it, but a lot of that celebration is based on luck and prosperity and fortune. The big thing, as I observe it, is for people to wish that the coming year would be filled with luck and prosperity and fortune. And even as I wish that upon you, I am bringing that upon you if I give you that wish, but I'm also bringing it upon myself simply by wishing you all of that luck and all of that fortune. And then back in September, our friends of the Jewish faith celebrated Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a very interesting celebration, but it is, in the Jewish mind, the beginning of their new year. And it's a, it's a celebration that's filled with a lot of deep introspection because of the things that are packed into that celebration. But really, the goal of that celebration is for the people who celebrate it to recreate themselves into the best person that they can be. And in fact, the greeting that they give to one another is Shana Tova, which simply means for a good new year. You start to see some consistencies. The way the world celebrates a new year is often to think that maybe the coming new year will be better than the past new year. Maybe we can make it that way. Think about our celebration that we have in the West. That's true of our celebration, too. We always are sort of hopeful and wishful that the coming new year will be better than the previous year. Think about the image of the old man leaving and the new baby coming in. It's all about making sure or hoping or wishing that the coming year is somehow better than the past year. And Advent, as the beginning of our church year, is a little bit different than that. Now, we don't have to call it Advent, and we don't have to understand the church year. That's a traditional thing that comes to us, but we can learn from this celebration of Advent, and we can remember the promises that God has made, and we can remember the truth of what God says to us as his children. So, brothers and sisters in the faith, may the truth and the promises that Jesus gives you May that give you the strength to endure, to stand firm in the coming days, months, and years. I want to take a look at some of the promises that we read about in our readings this morning, and we'll start with our reading in the Old Testament from the prophet Jeremiah. Speaking through the prophet Jeremiah, God said this, In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David. He will do what is fair and right in the land. And in those days, Judah will be saved 
and Jerusalem will live securely. Of course, that was a restatement of the promise that God made over and over and over again throughout the thousands of years of the Old Testament history. And there is in that promise a sense of things getting better, isn't that? Judah will be saved. Jerusalem will live securely. That's good stuff. But it has nothing to do with wishful thinking. It has nothing to do with something that we do for ourselves. And it has nothing to do with luck. I don't want to be a party pooper here, but my friends, you all know there's no such thing as luck, right? There's math. There's, I suppose, the laws of nature. And fortunately, there's the will of God. And because of the will of God, we can live securely and firmly. And God's will was to send that Savior. And Jesus, of course, became that Savior. He was the fulfillment of that promise. And so already we start to realize that if God made that promise repeatedly for so long and then fulfilled it, that any other promises he makes, we can live securely in those too. So with that in mind, let's think about some of those promises that Jesus made and look at some of those promises that he made that we read in our gospel lesson this morning. Some of those promises don't sound so good. In fact, if you look at them on the surface, they might sound a little bit scary. Jesus was answering his disciples' question about what it would be like when the end came. And Jesus says this, Miraculous signs will occur in the sun and the moon and the stars. The nations of the earth will be deeply troubled and confused because of the roaring and tossing of the sea. And people will faint as they fearfully wait for what will happen to the world. Indeed, the powers of the universe, Jesus says, the very powers of the universe will be shaken. Whoa, 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 Jesus, what happened to all those good promises of security? Well, of course, they, they didn't go away, did they? Jesus isn't walking back on any of his earlier promises or his father's earlier promises. He is helping his disciples and he's helping us to understand. He's helping us understand how God continues to deliver on his promises. In all of those seemingly scary statements, we also hear Jesus saying this. When these things begin to happen, that is, the miraculous signs in the sun, moon, and the stars, and the shaking of the universe, when these things begin to happen, Jesus says, stand with confidence. The time when you will be set free is near. So there's some more of that good promise in the future. And it's promises like these that, that complete our Advent celebration. Knowing that God delivered on his promise to send a son, we now live, no, we stand. Jesus used the word stand. We stand securely, and we stand fearlessly, not fearfully like Jesus was talking about other people having. We stand fearlessly as we wait for God's remaining promises to be fulfilled. And then our reading from Thessalonians, it gives us some more words of hope, some more words of truth, words of how we can endure, how we can stand securely and fearlessly. You see, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Paul wrote this letter to his friends in Thessalonica, 
a community of Christians who were new converts, new believers in that region. And we think Paul wrote that letter about 50 or 20 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. Now, Thessalonica was a, a prominent city in the Roman Empire. Life there was pretty good for most people because it was a prominent and important city in the Roman Empire. But for the Christians, life was not all that rosy. You see, some of the persecution that would ultimately rise against the Christian faith was already mounting in Thessalonica. It was already stirring a little bit. And the believers there were experiencing death, even though Paul had told them about eternal life. And since they were new Christians, Paul wrote this letter to them to assure them that no matter what might happen, good or bad, life or death, no matter what might happen, they could stand securely and fearlessly in the truth and in the promises of Jesus Christ. The truth that Jesus was their Savior, not just a Savior for Jerusalem, but a Savior for the world. And the promise that Jesus would return, and when he did return, he would deliver all believers, living and dead, into eternal life. So Paul encourages them and us, right, to endure, to stand securely, to stand fearlessly. And then he writes another promise. When Jesus comes, Paul says, when Jesus comes, he will strengthen you to be holy, and then you will be blameless in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all of God's holy people. That's the completion of our Advent celebration. We remember the truth. The truth is that between now and when Jesus comes back, there is no promise that life will get better. In fact, it might get worse. But the promise is that Jesus will return, and when he does, things will get better, unimaginably better, for those who wait in faith, those who stand securely and fearlessly. Let's return to our readings then and look what, and see what it looks like for us to live securely and fearlessly. What will we be seen doing as Christians as we stand securely and fearlessly? First, let's remind ourselves that while we stand waiting on God's promises, we shouldn't become anxious if we look around the world, and we certainly shouldn't participate in the stuff of the world that's going on and all that chaos. Jesus' words at the end of our gospel speak to those possibilities. Jesus says, make sure you don't become drunk and hungover. Don't be participating in all of the weirdness going on out there in the world. And make sure you don't become worried about life. If you do, that day will catch you by surprise. But that day shouldn't surprise us. Still, we have to be honest. There are times when we do get anxious, when we sort of take our eyes off the cross and look at the world, and maybe we become anxious. And, of course, there are times when we participate in some of the things in the world, when we sin, and we know we shouldn't do that. And I'm not trying to make light of those moments. Those are serious moments. And the truth of God's word tells us that they're a deep problem for us when we do that. 
In the words of 1 John, we didn't read 1 John this morning, but the words of 1 John chapter 2 speak to those moments in our lives. You see, the word of God is written for us so that we will not sin. Yet if anyone does sin, the word of God says, if anyone does sin, we have Jesus Christ who has God's full approval and he speaks on our behalf when we come into the presence of the Father. So as we stand, we will be seen confessing our sins just as we did this morning, leaving them then at the foot of a cross and hearing from our brothers and sisters in Christ that through Jesus Christ we are forgiven. We are God's holy people. But I propose this. If all we do is avoid the anxiety and the sin as much as we can and then make regular use of confession and forgiveness, if that's all we do as we wait for Jesus' return, we aren't yet really standing, not the way Jesus is talking about in his message to us. We are at best, if all we do living that kind of life, we are at best very passive in our faith life. And the Word of God doesn't call us to be passive. In fact, to be honest, I don't think that the Bible even gives us the right to live that kind of passive faith. When the Word of God calls us to stand securely and fearlessly, it's calling us to an active life. And our readings are going to give us a little more insight into what that might look like. You may have noticed that Paul does mention prayer very often in that short little section that we read today. And we talked about prayer. Mary helped us with, with thinking about how to pray this morning. Paul is an active prayer, and we can be too. Listen to what Paul prays for us. He prays that the Lord will greatly increase our love for each other and for everyone else. Again, he's praying for us, but we can join in that prayer for ourselves and for each other. You see, this is an active life that Paul is praying for. This is God's desire for us as we stand in the faith and wait on God's promises, that our love for each other would greatly increase and that our love for everyone else would greatly increase. And we can join in that prayer for ourselves. We can pray fearlessly, asking God to increase our love for one another. You see, we have that special relationship with one another, don't we? As Christians in the faith, we have this bond, this connection. And it's a connection that the world can't understand. And it's a connection that the world can't equal. And that's why we live comfortably in it. So when we ask that God would increase our love for our brothers and sisters in faith, God is happy to answer that prayer. And when we ask that prayer, we're going to be surprised and amazed and joyful at the way God answers that prayer, at the opportunities that come our way. And then we can also pray fearlessly and confidently, asking God to increase our love for everyone else too. Although the people of the world out there, they don't understand this relationship, this bond that we have, but they can know it. It's not something that's permanently hidden from them, and it would certainly be good for them if they knew of this wonderful relationship, wouldn't it? So for us, 
to bring that relationship to them is an opportunity to love them. And think about this. If the world and all of its chaos sometimes looks to us like a little bit, like it's a little bit scary, if it causes us to have anxiety and we know Jesus and his promises, think about how scary the world and the chaos of the world can look to people who don't know Jesus. But again, they can know Jesus, and it would be certainly very good for them if they knew Jesus and his promises and his truth. So again, for us to invite them to consider a relationship with Jesus is to greatly love them. And when we pray that God would increase our love for everyone else, God will answer that prayer, and those opportunities will come along. Amazing things will happen. God answers those prayers. That is his will. So brothers and sisters in Christ, the truth of God's word and the certainty of his promises, that's what gives us the strength to stand, to stand securely and fearlessly in this Advent season and really in the entire new year that's coming. The truth of God's word and the certainty of his promise also call us to actively pray for and actively love one another. So this Advent, stand securely, pray fearlessly, and be ready to love greatly. You are loved greatly. Happy New Year and Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder that this podcast is now updated every Tuesday. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. Join us next week as Pastor Kevin Kreitzer brings us another Advent message.